Hey guys, this is episode four of the HBCU audio experience. Uh, I am Todd Finley, the founder of HBCU Grab. Uh, this episode, I go extremely tactical and deep as far as how we make content. If you're a content creator of any kind, if you're everybody is a content creator, if you post on Instagram or Facebook to preface it, but if you create content in any way, I think you'll get a ton of value out of this. If you're thinking about building a personal brand, I think you'll get a ton of value out of this. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, I go deep. I, I share. I share a lot. So hope you get something out of it. Hey, podcast listeners, this is Todd Finley, uh, your host, founder of HBCU Grab. So this piece of content here is something uh, that I wanted to do because I thought it could bring a lot of people value. And that's just talk about how we create content and, you know, how we get the output and how we uh, gather attention. So uh, first off, the want to talk about the reason we create content and that's to gather attention and no matter what you want to do or what you're doing the first thing you have to do is gather attention and in a digital world the way to gather attention is to create content so you either have to curate content that's kind of being a dj where you see what's good content and format it and put it in a succinct place where people can consume it and make it consumable content. So um, that's what curating is. It's kind of like being a DJ. You can break new things, but it's really seeing what's already hot and taking that content and putting it all in one place in a consumable, digestible way. So... um, that's that's the first thing you have to do. So we're Instagram based. So uh, when you're Instagram based, you're really going to be doing a lot of curating. And that's what we do. We cr- we curate more than we create. So our job is to bring the best HBCU content into one stream. And we do this first by being a part of the com- community. So. Uh, what we try to do is one of the biggest things that we do is respond to all comments. So if you leave a comment on our content, we really appreciate that. So we're going to respond to it. And through that, the amount of qualitative data that you receive is unbelievable. So a lot of people can see all the quant based data where you can see your likes, your comments, your engagement, you know, and all that type of thing. When you respond to every single comment, your qualitative data is going to be to another level. So that's the real key right there is really, really interacting with the community. So um, next, you got to be authentic. You got to be consistent. You got to educate. You got to entertain or you have to be a utility if if you're authentic, your audience is going to connect with you. And 
that's what we try to do. We try to be totally authentic within the HBCU space, but it, you know, it really is. So it's something that uh, we have a passion for and we learned how to, you know, curate it the right way. It, you know, we come off as being authentic because we are. Then what I see a lot of people miss off on is being consistent. And consistency is so important when you're creating content because even if you look back to last year, we would produce probably eight pieces of content per day. And we grew 50,000 followers just by doing that and being a part of the community. Now, in the first, let's say, two and a half months, we may have grown 6,000. So the, when your organic reach starts to go down, you start to look back at how much organic reach you had in the past and you say, wow, I wish I would have doubled and tripled and quadrupled down. So instead of putting out eight pieces of content, we really should have put out 32 pieces of content because volume of content is the thing that's the most important. So um, when you're consistent, you end up getting more opportunities to share stories and connect with people. So in the HBCU space, the, the amount of stories you can tell is endless. And uh so why wouldn't we post more, more and more content? Because we don't get a chance to get to 10% of the things that are submitted to us. And the whole key is putting out as much content as you possibly can. That's the, that's the biggest difference. And then you have to uh, educate or entertain to bring value to your audience. So no matter what space you're in, you have to educate people or entertain people. And that's, well, I shouldn't say you have to, but when I look at trends and I look what we've done and I've seen uh, other brands that have done well, I see the common thread is they either educate or they entertain or bring both, but they bring a lot of value to their audience. So uh, since we're Instagram based, we produce the most content there. So we curate eight to 12 posts daily for the IG stream. And then we curate 8 to 12 Instagram stories daily. So one way we'll find content. So you want to have systems in place where you can find content easily and consistently. So for our top Instagram content, we may put in the school, say we'll put in Prairie View and look at their top nine. Uh, this does a few things. Um, in the what it does is get you used to seeing what type of Instagram content is doing well. And once you know what content does well, you keep on consuming that top nine content. You start to see commonalities and your con you start to pick up different things. Also, you get a chance to uh, you get a chance to showcase more people. And being able to show love, that's that's what we're based on. We're based on just showing love because we truly have love for the HBCU community. And that's what we do. We just we just show love. That's the that's everything. Hey guys, sorry for cutting this off, but we have sponsors. We have people willing to pay so you guys can listen to them. So a word from our sponsors. What you'll start finding is content to post. 
then we'll also look at our DMs and see what content we're tagged in and, you know, kind of go from there. Then when you start talking about the specifics of the Instagram post, we found that long form content works like the picture is 70, 80 percent. But a lot of people just don't focus on the caption and the caption is so important. And what we found is sometimes if you write long form content, it over indexes on the Instagram platform. So that's something that a lot of people wouldn't think. Most people think that people aren't into the captions, but 20 percent of it is the caption. So we also found that news works. If there's breaking news or anything that needs to be shared, news works in the Instagram feed. Then um, it goes without saying that people love shout outs. Everybody wants to be shouted out on a um, on a platform that has reach or, you know, value in, in their mind. So that works. Memes work. Memes over index. So. If you find a piece of content and a story, take that. It's a free app called Meme Generator. Upload Meme Generator. Then you just make the meme and then you make a different caption for it. Those seem to over-index as well. Then also sharing facts. If you share facts, uh, people love that. And people will fact check you. So make sure your facts are straight. Um, Stats work. Quotes work. And um, the key with the the whole algorithm of Instagram is you got to look at the algorithm as a as a leaderboard. So everybody starts at zero. So the way you climb the leaderboard is to be interacted with uh, with other accounts. So if someone likes your picture, you get interact and interacts with you, you start to climb a little bit. If somebody comments, you start to climb even more. If somebody's if somebody likes, comments, and follows, you start to climb even more. If somebody DMs and then responds to a poll in your Instagram stories, it starts to climb, climb, climb. And when you start to climb, then you earn your way into people's feeds because of how they've interacted with your account. And if people start to see your content and you're producing consistent quality content, people are going to interact more with it. So that's how you kind of climb the leaderboard. So that's why I love volume, because volume is the um, is the name of the game. But Instagram has been our number one thing. It's uh, what we've used to grow in prominence. But just like what happened a couple of days ago with. Uh, Instagram and Facebook being out, you can't be reliant on one platform. So the key with us is to diversify, and uh, that's what we've been doing. So in addition to Instagram, we're also um, on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash graduates. So reason I like Facebook is because of the shareability. And Instagram is kind of tough to share somebody else's content. You can, but it's not as easy as Facebook. In Facebook, you just hit share. So just from that, you have the ability to, you know, the virality and the ability to go viral 
on Facebook is uh, extremely high and um, it's still the biggest platform. And when you have that many people, when you have billions of people on a platform, you have to be operating there and you have to be a content creator on that platform and you need to be contextual to that platform where we're getting close to 5,000 likes on Facebook. If you haven't liked our Facebook page, if you would go there and like it right now, we would really appreciate it. But we... Um, we haven't been contextual to the platform and we haven't been respectful to Facebook. What we've been doing is just sharing our Instagram content there. And it doesn't do as well as if we were on the Facebook platform because Facebook wants people on their platform because the more people that's there, the more advertised they'll be, advertisers they'll be able to uh, attract and more advertisements they'll be able to show you and more money they'll make. So um, it doesn't do as well, but sometimes we do have content that over-indexed. And I, and I think about three months ago, I started to feel a change that Facebook uh, made the shareability of an Instagram post do as well as if it was natively made on that platform. So that's... Um, that's that's been good. So, uh, but we're still growing there, and it's a more mature demographic and psychographic on Facebook. So, if you're selling things, it's more likely that someone that's over sixty that's going through their feed extremely slow with their thumb, they're gonna consume every piece of content that you put out there. So if you have something to sell or if you, you know, are jockeying for attention and you can bring value to them, then um, Facebook, you know, is a, is a huge thing for you. So I love Facebook. Facebook um, has definitely been a source of uh, attention and we appreciate it. Twitter, Twitter is like the water cooler. So whenever Facebook and Instagram is down. Twitter is going to be up. People are going to go down there and, you know, the top two um, hashtags that were trending a couple of days ago was Facebook down and Instagram down. So that's um, it's a place where people go and you can talk about anything. What I like about it is that you can put in whatever hashtag that you want and you can jump into any conversation. So you can put in. If we put in HBCU, we can go in and see what everybody's talking about on HBCU and jump in and interact. And you do that 15 to 20 times a day and do that consistently every day, then people are going to start to notice you. And then, you know, you start to have uh, quality and real authentic relationships that, you know, that help grow both of you guys. So uh, the the amount of intellectuals and witty people on Twitter is extremely high as well. So uh, that's one of the great things about Twitter. Um, having a podcast is essential. And I didn't realize it. We didn't realize that we needed to have one until, what, a month ago. So the ability to create long-form content like this, there was no other place that I could do this and share exactly 
how you should make content, how you can grow whatever you're trying to grow just by making content. I wouldn't have had this platform. So podcasts are good like that. And then it allows people to share their entire story. And um, if when people get a chance to ch- share their story in long form, it's certain nuances and it's certain common threads that you start to th- see about successful people. And you don't get it in any other context except for long form audio. So uh, that's a good thing. And then the other good thing is content lives on. As uh, you make more podcast episodes, the older podcast episodes get more plays. So it's just like an artist when they have new albums coming out. When Jay-Z drops a new album, people buy more of his first album and second and third album, too. So it's the same thing. So, But all it is, if you look at it, is just radio coming back in the Internet form. It goes from radio, it went from radio to TV. Now it's the radio of today is podcast. So um, it's, a, it's a really good platform. And then you want to be the place that people want to come. If, they're, if it gets big enough, people will start wanting to break different things on your platform. So it's always, the, the key is always more content and always in different ways. Because you want to create content on any platform that people consume it on. So if people consume podcasts via audio, you want to be there. If somebody wants to be on YouTube, you want to be there. So talking about YouTube, it's extremely huge. It's one of the biggest uh, search places. And you can be flexible with your content on YouTube. Your ability to go viral is huge. You can put something out with no, with no one's permission but yourself. And have a million views in 24 hours is just a place where you can do that. And it's a place where you can be uh, consistent with video work because there's always content to be made via video and just keep uploading. Um, our goal is to upload twice a day. If you're not following us on YouTube, we, we would appreciate if you did and liked our page. I think that is HBCU grad over there as well. And ads and sponsorships starts to start to come when you have a thousand, what is it, a thousand followers and four hundred thousand minutes or four hundred thousand hours of watch time, something like that. Don't quote me on that. And um, that's what we're working towards. So that ends up being another income stream once uh, you get to a certain level. Uh, Snapchat is important too. Because there's still 186 million users on Snapchat, but it's just a younger, younger uh, demo. So you're talking about your your 12s to your 24s, 25s are heavy on Snapchat. But you know the 12 year olds are gonna be 18 year olds pretty soon. Then after they're 18, they're 25, and if you've been cool and good to them and added value to their life for the last 20 years then they're going to be brand loyal once they get to a certain age when they start to have discretionary income and they are the ones that setting the trends on what's cool and what's not. So Snapchat is a way to get in front of them uh, early where you can make a real impression. Um, then you always got to think Snapchat was doing extremely well until Instagram stories came out. And you're always um, 
they're always one update away from being the it place again. So if you're already creating content, you're already being the flow when everybody comes back because Snapchat added this one thing. That's that's just how things go. You never know what's going to happen. Um, then when you have those platforms, you don't own that. You don't own Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, or Snapchat. You own your podcast, though. But then you also have to have an email list. So your email list, you own that. So you can email whenever you want and you have people's information. That's extremely important. And that's the real name of the game is having data. So you want to make sure your your qualitative and your quantitative is kind of working together, plus your ability to create. You want to have all that synergy in there when you're making decisions and have it all on the same playing field. So that's what you're getting. You're getting info from all these different places so you can make better decisions. And uh, you can, like I said, you can always contact people, and that's extremely important. If it's like two days ago when Instagram and Facebook were out, if you got a strong email list, you can email everybody and still conduct business because you own that. Um, the website is extremely important as well. People start to discount the websites now, but websites are extremely important because of your ability to retarget and the data that you get from websites and people visiting your websites and interacting with different content. So if you're still providing value on your website, when people visit your website, you're able to retarget them and then sell whatever you're trying to sell or say whatever you're trying to say or put whatever content you want to put in front of them. So the the ability to retarget with the Facebook pixel is on another level. So that's extremely, extremely important. Then... About a couple years ago, people started being okay with getting texts about different businesses that they liked. So it's been a kind of, of a resurgent of a of the of a text platform, and you really have a lot of people's data when they agree to be on your text platform. And the other thing is, you can you have you can contact contact them directly anytime. And when you think about it, texts have almost a hundred percent open rate. Yeah, but sometimes a lot of people don't answer texts, but people pretty much open their text messages. So that's a way, and you own that as well. When Instagram and Facebook were down, and if you had a text platform, you can text everybody and you know and talk to them and tell them why you can't do certain things because certain things are down, or ask them, you know, ask them to buy something, whatever you want to do. But you own that platform. Um. The key after creating content and having content and having data, you have to have distribution for it. And there are a lot of different places on the Internet where you can distribute things. And one of my favorite is Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. And it's a website where I've been on probably five or six years writing different articles and things like that. But you get a chance to answer questions and you can use it as a as a distribution thing. So if somebody asks a question about HBCUs, you go on there, you answer the questions and provide value. And you can add a link at the end if it's something that 
pertains to some content that you've already created, then yes, you drop a link there. But eventually people will start to come and uh, see what type of content you have and interact with that content. So that's a place I love to go to distribute content. A place that a lot of people are sleeping on is LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn, the organic reach is great. So you post something on LinkedIn, six or seven days later, people are still interacting with that content. Now, the ads are a little overpriced because there's a floor there. So with Facebook and Instagram, it's a open platform where it's an open market, excuse me. And depending on demand and supply, de- that's those are the two factors that are into how much you're paying. With LinkedIn, there's a floor, so it's a certain amount that you have to pay. And then it goes over that. It can't go all the way down to zero like it theoretically can for Instagram and Facebook. So those aren't as great, but... The targeting ability is fantastic. The ability to target because of where people work or um, their job title, that's unbelievable targeting. So if you're in a business that's more business to business, that's where um, your LinkedIn could work a lot. Now, switching gears a little bit, one of the places that is a extremely huge place to create content is Twitch. And Twitch is a platform where people are playing video games, but that's authentic to HBCUs. People play video games at HBCUs. And that's a place, that's another place to create content because we have younger people, we have esports coming along, and they're on Twitch. So I think when Drake played Ninja on Twitch, it it broke the record of amount of people watching, but it was it was in the millions of the amount of people that watched the Drake and Ninja or like six hundred thousand something like that, and they did that on Twitch. And this guy Ninja, I think he brings in they saying he brings in like a million dollars a month, one point five a month, playing video games. That's what he does. He plays video games on Twitch. So Twitch is a place. That's authentic to college. Video games is huge. I, saw, I heard some stats somewhere where video games is bigger than uh, the Hollywood release, um, a music release, and another release on a weekend. And just the video game release was bigger than all three of those combined. So videos is huge. And then esports is the next big thing. If you look around, esports is going to be the next thing to take off and we know that sports if you look back at history uh the most popular sports those change because in 1964 the most popular sports were baseball um horse racing and boxing And the reason they were the biggest sports is because everything was being broadcasted on the radio. So those three sports boded well to be broadcasted on the radio. Now we're 2019, we're basketball, football, soccer's making a come, but we have the internet 
and the sport that's played on the internet is esports. So if you look forward 10, 15, 20 years, esports will probably be the biggest sport in the world because you're having people play from all over the world. So a way to be a part of that and it's authentic to HBCUs, you create content on Twitch. So that's coming up. Also, even though we're a media company, we sell merch. Uh, HBCUgrads.com slash shop. And you get a chance to know what the users like. You get a chance to brand your brand. So having HBCU grad shirts on out there is good for our brand. Uh, it's content as well. Uh, and then we get data. The, the name of the game is getting data, listening to what your customers want and then giving that to them. So another place that I forgot to say that's kind of like Cora, but um, Medium. Medium is a place we can distribute and um, write articles and interact with other pieces of content. So that's a place where you go out there and whatever you're doing, you write articles and you may, you write an article a day about it. And before you know it, something catches fire and, you know, you're off to the races. So putting more content where people are, if you have hundreds of millions of people in one place, you put content there, be of value, and then you'll get what you want. So that's another place for distribution. And another thing we're working on is our Alexa skill. And you want to own people's first part of their day. So we think that people are going to be brushing their teeth saying, hey, Alexa, you know, what's going on in the HBCU world today? And we want to be that brand that's telling people what's going, in the HBC, going on in the HBCU world if they're on their Google or if they're on their Alexa. So we're working on our Alexa skill, too. So it's a totally encompassing thing. Um, Content is something I believe in volume. I believe in putting as much out there as possible because you never know what may be of value for different people. So um, the real way to start making content that's your own, you start making macro content that turns into micro content. So the macro content is this podcast. Then from here, the team should take this podcast and take out one-minute segments and turn that into Instagram posts that are captioned properly. Then you take this and you turn into a video with video memes on it. Then we should be recording this with a camera, and then you take those videos and you turn those into Instagram stories, Instagram posts, um, you make it an article. So that's the real key. If you create video or if you create audio, you use those two pieces of content as your pillars and you take from those pillars and you make micro content. You make content for Instagram. You make content for Instagram stories. You make content for Snapchat. You make con you use part of the content for YouTube. So you're taking all that and you make you write articles from the content. So this article could be called how we create content and you put it in article form and then you distribute that on Medium, Quora, 
um, LinkedIn. So that's that's how you pretty much do it. You take the pillar content, which is your macro content, which is a podcast or a YouTube show, and you turn all that into digestible, consumable content. And that's how you pretty much make content and um, curate content and show love and be consistent. That's one of the things that I've seen that's helped our growth is just consistency. And the more you post, the more you'll get attention and the more you'll get a chance to interact and the more you'll get a chance to show love. So um, I hope this helped. I hope this gave some people some different ideas, strategies, thoughts, perspectives. Um, You know, content is the gateway out here. Um, The more you show love, the more you'll get love back. The more content you make for other people, the more content will come to you. So that's the key, staying consistent. Showing love, being smart about what you do, and just just working, working hard and thinking about it and being respectful and making content contextual to the platform. So I hope this helps someone. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to DM us on Instagram. That's the best place to find us, at HBCU grad, and ask us anything you want. Uh, If you need help with anything, we're always here to help. Um, We're always eager to learn as well. So reach out to us on Instagram at HBCU grad or email us HBCU grads at Gmail. That's a great place to get in touch with us, too. So I hope this helps. Until next time, podcast listeners, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, it's Todd. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. It means an awful, awful lot to me that you take the time to listen to the podcast, especially if you made it this far. I really appreciate it. I would really appreciate if you give me some feedback on the podcast, what you like, what you don't like, uh, who would be a good guest on the show. Uh, DM us at HBCU grad on Instagram. That's the best place to get in touch with us. Let us know uh, what you think about it because we're thinking about doubling, tripling, quadruple down and and coming, you know, two or three shows a week. So let me know what you think. Uh, Again, I appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.